I wasn't a fan of Kobe Bryant. He seemed a, a cocky Michael Jordan wannabe full of premature, arrogant, wild declarations of greatness. His early basketball career was full of controversy, scandals, feuds, with teammates and coaches. No, Kobe Bryant wasn't a hero of mine. But he did become a role model. During the second half, the second part of, of Bryant's career, he seemed intent on becoming a, uh, a better man, his, his best self. He seems wanting to move on from mistakes, not be defined by his past errors. And whether that was because of those mistakes or just his internal drive to be better, I don't, I don't know. Whether it was as a basketball player, as a father, a children's author, an Academy Award winner for the best animated film, Bryant seemed to strive to be the best that he could be and to live a full life. For that, I have tremendous respect. Maybe it's his age. At 41, he's younger than me. But his death, so suddenly and at a point in his life where he seemed so content and seemed to be on just at the top of his world, to me, it serves as a great reminder that the people around you, the people that you care about, well, they should know how you feel. So it might be all that really matters. Oh, you know. So we recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've had it almost ready to go and uh, thought I'd re-record the intro uh, in the wake of uh, Kobe Bryant's death. Those of you who don't know, Kobe Bryant is uh, one of the all-time great basketball players uh, and as a fan of the NBA and, and basketball, it's, a, uh, it's an event that um, I've spent quite a bit of time thinking about uh, this morning. Um, the topic we've got today is about death. It seems poignant. Uh, that we are talking about it today uh, and in hindsight there's some things that we talked about that um, I think we're really going to try and follow through on so I really hope you enjoy the conversation this is me talking with Joel and Simon let's go um, Joel yes. you've been thinking about death yeah, well, um, I'm not beyond it, am I? In in, uh, in our very early podcast, I asked the question, could I have your skulls if you died? Right. I thought you were actually just going to stop then on, yeah, well. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, well. <laughs> I do have a, yeah, a morbid fascination, but this is this uh, is not inspired by my fascination with, with skulls. Um, I went to a funeral, which was um, really sad, uh, a, a 27 year old man if you like when you're our age it just he's just a kid yeah, yeah. you know which is funny because <clears throat> I wonder if we get to 60 and say oh he's 40 uh, he's just, just a kid, a kid. <laughs> but he, he really was just a kid and I didn't know him very well I just knew his um, his parents and um, I'd met him a couple of times but it was it was a really moving experience there was a couple of things that happened that just kind of made me extremely emotional um he was obviously a young fella so there was and he was a musician so there was a bunch of guys with 
long hair and you know tight black jeans moustaches and and facial hair that just smelled like cigarettes and whiskey like really strong that obviously had a really big night the night before um and were all really deeply moved by this passing of of their best mate and um and they all just cried at different different stages in the front row just cried and cried and so i was sitting behind them and couldn't help but to start crying with them you know it was um it was a it was a surreal situation, um, and a, a lot of my tears were for the parents because I just, you know, I knew them and I looked at, at, at the kid and just thought, oh, imagine losing your own kid, you know, like, not cool. Um, but then I, I kind of transferred it back to myself and thought, imagine not being here tomorrow. Um, this guy had left behind recording so that they were actually playing his his music at the funeral, which was. Yeah beautiful he was, it was and some he was just a funny guy he's one of those really <clears throat> really likable guys that you could just get by all of the clips and by all of the people that spoke he was just that guy that influenced everyone and he was fun he was quirky and and everyone kind of had some sort of big impact and I I, I didn't even know him but I thought I like you <laughs> mm. I only met you once and just by all this you seem like a really cool guy and he'd left a heap behind. There was a heap there that they got to that they played, and we saw lots of him. And I kind of learnt more about him. And I thought, if I went, like, what are my kids going to have? You know, like, and uh, and so I thought I'm going to do a playlist. As as one of the things that so that I'm so passionate about music is is just so important to me. I thought I'm going to do a playlist. And then I started thinking about it. I thought, how am I going to do this? Just songs, just songs that I like. And then I thought, no, I could almost give them advice through songs. <laughs> So, so the first one, which I already did with Ruby, um, is by Yaysayer called, um, let me just get it up. <clears throat> it's called Ambling Alp, but in the chorus he's like, stick up for yourself, son, and never mind what anybody else done. And it's just a nice little, little tune. They're, they're a bit different, but I love that whole walk your own path and, um, and also take responsibility, you know? Yeah, stick up for yourself. Don't 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 mind what these other guys are doing. So, uh, I'd always uh, I'd always uh, pass that on to Ruby, and she still hears that, and and uh, thinks uh, thinks about me when when she uh, hears that. Then I started thinking about sort of as the different ages that they'll be. Like they'll be a they'll be an adolescent at some stage. They'll want to kick against society and. You just can't go past uh, killing in the name of, <laughs> you know. If if, and I, I guess I've probably got to write a I've probably got to write a document to accompany this to mm-hmm. sort of go, you know, when yeah. this is how you're feeling, put this on and stick your fingers up at the world, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's authority's not always right. Sometimes you have to say fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, uh, uh, what else did I put in there? Uh, try a little tenderness. Otis Redding. A, you can't not have that guy as, no. as something that your kids listen to. And this is the thing, you think that you're going to be here for your kids. You think that you're going to get to show them what a good song is, you know, to, uh, have, a, have a beer with them. You know, to, you think you're going to get to do all these things. You might not. Mm. Yeah. You might not. It's interesting. <clears throat> I, I, I love that idea. And, you know, again, being so into music, just love that idea of, of, of sharing that. Um, I, was, I was thinking about today when... You, you sort of suggested the idea of, of, of having a chat about this. And I, I was really conscious, though, of your kids maybe not 
appreciating it enough. I'm not, I'm not saying, what do you mean you don't like Rage Against the Machine? What yeah. is wrong with you? <laughs> but almost like looking at it the other way, like it's not forced in a way, but that they have to listen to it and go, oh, I should like this because Dad did. I don't know. Do you think, that, would that be an impact? Or do you think they'd just enjoy it for the sake of... Don't you think... As parents, you're resigned to the fact that at some point your kids are going to hate you when they're teenagers. They're going to rebel mm-hmm. against you. They're going to go through all of that sort of stuff, all that angst, all that stuff, all that. You don't know anything. I, we all know better than you. you so, you're so stupid. That's going to happen at yeah. some point. But at some point later on, they're going to appreciate all the stuff that you did for them. Yeah. So I think you're not doing it for that moment of I'm playing this for you for the first time and that's going to change your world. Yeah, true. You're actually probably playing it. You're probably doing it for that moment when you're not here and they are listening to it in 30 or 40 years and they go, oh, now I get that. I get, I get, I get what yeah, they're yeah. doing now. And just to have as well, like for me, it's a, it, it, the idea would be that it would give some sense of wisdom. It, it, it probably no, wouldn't. Just, but I love the idea that they have something that's like, Dad actually made, the, these songs were made for me yeah um you know for for whatever reason uh, i got beyond the narrative at one point and just thought if i'm doing a playlist for my kids i want them to to know everything i want them to really hear some of yeah. the stuff that's really moved me there's no advice in it it's just fucking listen to this yeah <laughs> you know i like this and if i'm gone they you don't have to they won't even have to like it they will like the fact that it's there yeah you know and they'll listen to it and go that's a part of that is dad you know like there's got to be some connection to dad through that song so yeah it's a great idea to to have that as you said you know you you never know when when you're gonna be here or not be here Mm. and to have something in place and um so for the last well four years jude turns five in march i've written him a a letter at the end of every year which just encompasses and tells him all the things that happened uh which i think as as he probably gets older is going to be like yeah dad I know that happened, um, but you know, like, you know, like you don't want to give him one at the end of his sixteenth year. And so and then we went here, like, and oh, Dad, I know we went there. You know, as you said, much later down the line, it'll be yeah. it'll be much more appreciated. You needed much more private time in your rooms. Not sure what for, but <laughs> we spent a lot of time in there. Um, you you might find that the the idea of them changes. You could still yeah. write them every year, but it might yeah. it might yeah. be you talking to him. Yeah rather than you telling him what his year was. Yeah, and just and different things, and even just, you know, talking about my experiences and, and, and that's, you know, so um, so what I sort of do is I have little notes, an idea, a notes thing on my phone, where throughout the year I just write things, whether we travel somewhere or we go somewhere or he does something or, um, you know, especially when he was younger. I, I was actually quite good with it in the first couple of years of making notes of, the little things he said and you know words that he got wrong or what he would say for you know different different items that he'd get he'd say a completely different word or um and the general thought is that he'll have that access to that if i'm still around mm. he'll still get access to that probably when he's 18 or something you know it won't be a massively exciting 18th birthday present to an 18 year old but again yeah, i don't know um, I reckon, yeah. in my experience, hold on to it because mum gave me some stuff when I left at 18. Yeah. 
and you, you lose it. It's yeah. not important to you then. Well, no, She's so held on to stuff and given me stuff recently where I'm, I'm taking good care of it and really yeah. appreciating it more. Well, yeah. it's interesting because that was my thought. I was like, how am I going to, how is this going to work? How do I, how do I do this? Do I print this and keep them in a folder and give it to him? So I actually, I set him up an email account and I email them to him at the end of every year. So from my account, I email them to him. So he's, but I'm like, when he's 18, is that even going to be a thing? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's weird to think. Yeah. You know, now I'm like, this is so cool. And I went in the other day and it's got the first four, it's got the first four in there and or the first three. I'm currently in the process of writing it. It normally gets post. I normally email it around about February. It takes me, <laughs> it takes me a while. I, I try and do it over the Christmas period because I've got time off from work. I always try and get it written. But it was it was great when you made that suggestion about having a you said having a document to go along with the songs that you mm. wanted. It really linked my mind to that can start happening and saying to him at the end of each one, go and listen to this. Mm. You know because in each one I've Jude's always loved his music, um, and at the end of each one, I've written a whole thing about what happened during the year. I always include sports stuff, so how Liverpool went and how Tigers went. Just as a bit of fun, because it's always rubbish, normally. Um, and then I put, you liked, and these are the things you like. These are the you know movies you liked watching. This is the TV shows you liked, and these are the songs. Oh, that's really cool. Um, so it's just, so he could even then, in 16 years' time, less than that, go and find that song that mm. you liked at this point or whatever. So... Um, but yeah, I, I thought it would be cool as well now to sort of tack on the end. Here's, here's a list of five songs for you to go and discover this year or whatever. And just, yeah, so. That's really cool. Yeah, that's just something when, when you mentioned it that I've sort of managed to put in place for him. So it's, yeah, it's nice to have that thought that he will have that. Mm. And obviously Cohen, well, I've got a bloody right tune it. <laughs> I don't think I'll write one now, Cohen's two, you know, two months old. I'm not going to write much in a two month period for this one. <laughs> End of 2019, all good. Yeah, it's funny. I think part of it for me is probably egotistical. You you think you've got something to offer. (laughs) Like, you think that without you, they won't actually navigate life and become adults and and get by, um, which they will. You know, I I, I saw uh, there was a, I think it was Bill Murray, maybe someone like him. There was a show where he got cancer and he was dying. And he started making videos for his kids. And it was his, because they, they were very little, um, his had a shave. Always do it this way, never this way. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, yeah, it's a, and, yeah, and it made that. me think, oh, geez, that's cool uh, that you know that you're not going to be there and you're setting some things up that you would have loved to have taught your 15-year-old son how to shave. Do you know what, even, <clears throat> you know? even just footage... I mean, Chris has got his documentary, which is awesome. Cliff Thomas you needs bastard. <laughs> we need to get. I don't know what you guys have got, but I've got the professionally made clip. But even as much as this modern day and age, it's all technology. Everyone's got phones, whatever. You know, Amy's dad passed away two years ago. We've we've got virtually nothing mm. of him. And the other day, I was scrolling through my videos, and it was a video of Jude waking up on Christmas morning a couple of years ago, and he comes out, and Amy's dad's in it, and I just lost it. And I, it took me a long time before I showed Amy. So I was like, I don't even know how I can take my phone over to her and go and watch, you know, watch this. Because her dad's talking on it mm-hmm. and his voice comes out and you haven't heard his voice in. So I think it is special to do that. Even if it is just silly video, it doesn't have to be you shaving. Just be doing something and, yeah. um, you know, have some 
Uh, dad and I always, when mum and dad come over, dad and I always try and record songs together, sit together and just play five songs on the guitar, sing them together and just record them and have them on a USB somewhere. Yeah. So I know now and I feel so happy that I started that because I know I've got that. No matter what happens in the future, that's there mm-hmm. somewhere for the boys as well or just for myself, you know, whenever... Mm. Um, you know, my dad goes or whatever, to have that in place already is like, okay, sweet. So it's something you should, you know, I agree with you. Just get it out there. Start filming yourself. Mm. I'll make a documentary of you. Right, I'll do one of you. <laughs> there you go. Might take me two years there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much stuff. I should think it'd be too much stuff. <laughs> is there anything particular, Christy, you think, like you'd want to leave? No, you've all got me thinking. Like, I haven't yeah. done anything in particular um for it but i i guess i've in the last well since thomas has been born even slightly before then got realized that whether it's writing or doing the podcast or whatever it's just a way of me thinking through stuff yeah and so a lot of my thoughts are out there they're published they're accessible there so if i was to not be here there's a lot of what i've thought and done that's accessible yeah yeah um but you've got me thinking about a really awesome podcast <laughs> i don't think imagine going on to having a spotify list that's got um joel talking about this song and what it means to him and what he wants his son to learn and then there's the song and, and then the podcast that goes with it yeah that's freaking awesome that is a very cool idea yeah, yeah. We're on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It could be, it could be a playlist of, 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 you know, anyone with a message of this is this is this this song, and yeah, cause a, it, a message it, about the song, and then here's the. It's it's here's such the track. an interesting thing because, you know, from, from my perspective, I've you know been so lucky to spend so much time with my my own father, and mm-hmm. I know what my dad loves musically and that sort of stuff, and he's I mean all my musical taste essentially comes from him in some way, shape or form. Probably not the heavy metal. Um, but, you know, e- even things like, you know, I- I've spoken with him about music and what songs you love and songs at, for a funeral. And yeah. so my dad's even told me what songs he wants at his funeral. But that's for a specific purpose. Yeah. You know, that, that I'm sure there's people who would pick songs for their parents because they told them. But that doesn't mean it's their favourite song. It doesn't mean it's their favourite music, do you know what I mean? So I know... And that's that's what I mean. This, this yeah. brought all that up. Like, I said to Sandy, I want you to play this at my funeral. Yeah. And, you know... Is it killing in the name? <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> she was I probably a... wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> she was surprised, actually. Okay. Um, but it's that type of stuff where it's like, no, that, I, I can't... That's how I want to go out. Like, And no one wants to talk about it. And because of that, no one talks to their kids about it. So kids are not ready for it ever, yeah, because they don't talk about it um, unless they're lucky enough to have. And I say lucky enough, it, it, I don't mean lucky enough. But, uh, unless they have that in their life as an experience, that actually gives them an advantage. Mm. In especially if it's a detached person, like a grandparent, you know, or yeah. an uncle or an aunt, that they're not um, as attached to as, as as parents. They can actually have that conversation of, "Well, that person's not here anymore." Yeah, well, we, that person's died. We have we have a lot of conversations with Jude yeah. about his grandfather because again, Amy's you know Amy's dad passed two years ago, and and Jude was aware of him, 
but I don't think remembers him hugely. Um, but talks a lot about him. Mm-hmm. But is is quite in the discussion now about death and what happens. And so you, like he's like, so you never come back. Oh, good. Because yeah, the that's concept what, yeah, of you know yeah, yeah. you never come back. We're like, well, no, you don't. He's like, well, I don't want that to happen to me. Well, never know. It might be awesome. <laughs> Who knows what it might be like on the other side? And I'm not saying that. And we keep saying to him, mate, it's a long, long, long time away. You know, you don't yeah. need to worry about that stuff. And it's really hard to have that chat when also at the same time you're saying, but it did happen to this person. Mm. And yes, they're gone. And we're all very sad about it. But we were lucky that we knew them. And, you know, we can think about them and talk about them and enjoy all this stuff. So, but I do think he has, he will benefit from it. Yeah. From at least having those conversations now in his life. Yeah. That he kind of understands a little bit about unless death. that happens, not many parents are going to be like, hey, did you know people die? <laughs> you know, like, unless it's, it's because it's yeah. not really appropriate. And, and, you know, I think we used to, people used to grow up with animals more in their, in their lives and animals die. And that's, that's one of the first ways you can look at death. I mean, Max has said, do kids die? You know, because he's so curious and like, yeah, mate, they do sometimes. Mm. And he looks and I'm like, yeah, it's really sad. And I said, and, you know, you just never know. I said, but you will probably live for a very long time because yeah. you don't want to scare him. No, but exactly. I'm also like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, because yeah. you, 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 you might experience the death of someone and, and the fact that I've said that to you now in this safe space helps to prepare you for the fact yeah. that, yeah, that might happen. And it probably won't happen, you know. And if everything goes well, I'll be really old, you'll be a man, that's that's how we'd like it to happen, but you just never know. And I like the fact that we've had that conversation. You know, my mate's got a farm and um, he's always killing something on his farm. Like I've <laughs> seen them, you know, do a pig and uh, I haven't I haven't been there when they've done a cow, but um, every year they do something and their kids are all part of it. It's, he goes, yeah, it's just yeah. one of these things. They see it and they see what happens. Yeah, this was living, now it's dead and we're actually going to use it. These are the bits that we're going to eat. and. Yeah. You know, if you're a meat eater, I think you. You, know. you can't go wrong with being honest about the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, as uncomfortable as it mm. might be in the moment, it's only going to be more uncomfortable later on. You know, the whole you know, um, you know, the pet, the pet that dies. Yeah. <laughs> you just went to the farm out west. You went to the farm. Next door. Yeah. <laughs> like that's eventually you're going to have to have that conversation anyway. You know, like, so I don't, I don't see the the point in putting it off. I mean, I know there's there's harsh truths that you you don't want to just lump on your kids, but you know, acknowledging that you know your life is finite is probably the best way to appreciate it, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Sounds like the end of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a really good one. <laughs> The Inbetweeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I said uh, in the last podcast, talked about you You think you're watching a shitty show. This is an actual shitty show about the, the coming of age, but fuck, it's funny. It's And it's easy. So, like, uh, so often Sandy and I scroll through and we, and we can't even find something to watch together. 
and this I just said look let's we both kind of and it was just funny it was and they're 20 minute episodes so it's if you're about to go to bed and you've watched something heavy the best way to kind of lighten things up this British coming of age anyway in between us get amongst it there's a movie have you seen the movie Seen both of them now. Yes, they, yes. they go to Australia. Yeah, they? The next one, they're in Australia. That's yeah. Just... I never really, I never really watched it, but um, it was very popular with my mates. It reminds yeah. me. There's a character in there called Cy. Yeah. He doesn't remind me of you. There's another <laughs> character, but the whole thing kind of makes me think of you a little bit. Okay. When you're coming of age, you know, when you were coming of age, and I watched you become a man. <laughs> it just, just reminds me of that. <laughs> um. What's on your playlist, Simon? It's a bit different to the in-betweeners. Yeah. Um, Netflix show, though, yeah. called The Spy. Spy. The Spy, featuring uh, Sasha Baron Cohen right. uh, from Ali G fame. Uh-huh. And obviously a little chuckle as soon as I said his name, <laughs> in a serious role. Really? Oh, yeah. Seen, see the ad for that? He plays a guy called Eli Cohen, who's Israeli. Um, it's set in the 1960s and he's yeah. an Israeli who spy goes, he's, it turns into becomes a spy um, and goes into Syria and spies inside Syria for the Israelis it's fantastic it's real, and it's based yeah. on a true story it's based on a real guy who, who did it and there are so many just unbelievably tense nervous moments where he's almost caught or he's almost found out and then somehow he just miraculously manages to talk his way out of it. And he, he, he was he was never a spy in the first place. He was just a uh, an office clerk, just doing menial work. Yeah. And then it comes across that he gets taken on to do this job. Uh, and it's amazing to see him in, in that kind of role because he plays it really, really well. Are, are um, you just waiting for him to... Yeah, like a joke. Or put on a fluoro yeah, green yeah, yeah, yeah. bikini, just to take the piss or something, and just say something about Borat. Yeah, the first and, time I saw Eric Banner um, in a serious. Yeah, and you just wait for him to go point <laughs> And it's yeah, the 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 shorts came on on Netflix, and we both sort of were keen to watch it. And I was like, I don't know where this is gonna go. Like, is it is it gonna be like a spoof spy? thriller like is it going to be partially scary or you know a thriller but it's it's not it's a thriller all the way through it, it sticks with it there's no there's no real comedy behind it um and i and i always love i love stuff that's based on true events yeah. as well that, that yeah. always it appeals to me as well so well worth a watch how about you chris i've been going through the talking heads catalogue yeah. I actually started end of last year. I think I was talking to you about yeah, it in, in class because yeah. each year we do a, a song lyric, you know, um, and I I could just about do it blindfolded. I've, I've got like uh, a set playlist of songs that I've, I use every year. And this year I thought I want to just do add a few new things into it. And I had a couple of Talking Heads songs in mind because the the lyrical content in you know, David Byrne stuff is just, it's, it's really clever, but it's got layers. It's got all these different layers. And so when you're analyzing song lyrics, it's really cool. You know, it's got lots of different stuff to, to be able to pull apart. And I started listening to, to the songs I knew. And then I, Spotify, of course. Yep. And then it comes up, oh, oh, that album. I'm just going to get that album and listen to it. Gee, that's really good. And then, oh, not the album. And I've just, over the summer holidays, I've just been going through talking heads, talking heads, talking heads. And it's, um, it's quite an amazing evolution of a band, a band that was uh, pigeonholed as um, 
they they came out of New York during the punk uh, American yeah. punk boom and were pigeonholed as a punk band but weren't really punk at all but when you listen to that early stuff you go oh yeah I can sort of see that punk element element in it that you know I can see that underlying you know genre there Um, and then this um, metamorphosis into a a, a pop band singing about stuff that's just not pop yeah and and the whole time you just just don't know whether David Byrne is just completely tongue in cheek taking the piss out of everybody or whether he's like yeah this this genius song lyric writer who's doing you know just doing this unique and awesome stuff it's it's just going through all of it it's been um, it's been a real musical journey yeah Mm. it's great when you I think it's awesome sometimes when you discover a a band that have been around for a long time Mm. and you can then go through Mm. the back catalogue I'm not saying you discovered them but um, you know sometimes you discover bands who have long since dissipated and just finished yeah but to be able to go through that back catalogue and have four or five albums where you just go, oh, holy shit, I'm loving yeah. all of this. Yeah, because really cool. there's always those songs that aren't on the Greatest Hits albums Yeah, that are awesome songs. And that's like I was always familiar with Talking Heads because I've got older brother and sister. So um, they were popular in the, you know, really their peak, probably the mid-80s mm-hmm. when I was, you know, sort of seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, in that age group. So I was familiar with a lot of their biggest hits, but not with, you know, those those hidden gems on those LPs and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it's been awesome. Cool. Mm. All right, let's ask for another one. Done. Hey, if you've listened this far, then you're one of the people that we're doing this for. And if you've gotten this far and you're listening again, then perhaps you know someone else who might enjoy the podcast uh, despite our best efforts. Word of mouth is really the only way that we seem to be growing um, and we've, uh, we're so satisfied when we bump into people and they say ah oh, when's the next podcast coming up we've really been enjoying it so if you know someone who you think would enjoy our podcast can you please recommend it to them um, remember that all the music you're listening to on the dad regime is courtesy of Dora Jackson please support her uh, links in the show notes see you next time